0: If you saw the amount of... I took a Prosecco bath last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're giving your girlfriend a uh, bottle, be like, shake it up and spray me with this. <laughs> Hose me down, woman.
0: Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back to the Netflix Book Club podcast. Everybody, welcome. Hey. I'm Mike Toohey. I'm and, Dennis uh, Rooney. And we're both here.
1: Hey, happy new year.
0: Happy new year. Happy new year,
1: Mike. Thanks, Dennis. Happy new year. You, you got a lot of... Goals. I do. I'm turning everything around this year. That's what I say every January. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to do the opposite of anything that comes naturally to me.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do I know this reference for a change. I know this Seinfeld reference.
0: Nice. That Does is, that
1: st- stem off of a New Year's thing for him, George?
0: No, I think he just... One day he goes... I forget what the initial thing that he did, but it was completely against... What he normally would do.
1: I and just remember, yeah, he walks up to a woman and he's like, My name is George Costanza. I'm unemployed <laughs> and I live with my parents. Exactly. And she's like, Hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> and you're like, This wouldn't happen. This-
0: and then he gets hired by the Yankees because he like, tells off Steinbrenner in an interview. Or oh, is that
1: like how that. he actually gets hired? And they're like, the Hire this man. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe I should try doing everything opposite of how I normally do it. Hey, couldn't, couldn't be too much worse. I'm going to be super serious on this podcast. No more jokes. No more jokes for Dennis Rudy. Um, how was your New Year's? You were up in Vermont. It was great, man. Doing comedy, sold out show
0: at the Woollen Mill in uh, Woodstock, Vermont. That's awesome. If you ever find yourself
1: over there in Vermont... Go to the Woolen Mill Comedy Club. Yep. Can't recommend enough. What time did you go to bed last night? We're recording this New Year's Day, so we're we're both probably a little hungover. We're both a little tired. I'm a little hungover.
0: I'm beyond hungover because I'm just, like, exhausted. You're just
1: exhausted, right?
0: Uh, we Yeah, it was a pretty late night. We had like, a little DJ party, dancing, disco ball. What were you drinking? Prosecco. Prosecco on
1: New Year's?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess champagne is what you drink, but... It was Prosecco. That's what they had. What's the difference? I think it's in Italy. And oh, And okay. Champagne is from, uh, who cares? Who cares?
1: <laughs> that, that part of France. Champagne.
0: There you go. All right. So... Uh,
1: I was drinking whiskey, and I took mushroom chocolates, and I watched this movie. Wow. Yeah. This movie we're about to uh, talk about? Yeah, the movie we're about to talk about, I watched on mushrooms, right on the cusp of... Uh, being like, am I too high to watch a movie? Right. Like, I was right there, you know what I mean? But then 15, 20 minutes and I was like, this is the greatest film <laughs> of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the set design. <laughs> Psychedelic mushrooms. Yes. Yeah. Psychedelic mushrooms, not just... Uh, to be clear. Yeah. Oh, wow. Number one in movies today. Uh, makes sense to me. Wow. There's What's a, the movie?
0: There's a lot of people watching it. It's uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery.
1: By so, R- Ryan Johnson, written and directed by Ryan Johnson.
0: Oh, is that how you pronounce that name, Ryan?
1: Yeah, I don't know if his parents were hippies or what. Yeah, it's almost like rain, but it isn't. I thought it was Rian for a long time because I've I've known about. The, I'm one of these guys. I've known about Rian Johnson for ten so, years. Whatever his name is, he's directed He's the writer and director of my. F- my one of my top three films of all time.
0: Did he do the Doctor Strange mysteries of the something or other?
1: No, no, that's um. Okay, that's the horror guy who's been making movies since the '80s. He made Evil Dead. He made okay. Army of Darkness. I can't remember his name. So, right what did now. this guy make? This guy made a movie called Brick. Which I've probably talked to you about, probably unsuccessfully got you to watch it. What's it about, Freezing Cold? I've made no. It's not about Freezing Cold. It's actually set in Southern California. Okay. So it's pretty nice. The weather's pretty nice, the whole movie. Um, But it's like a noir. You might like it because you like some of those classic films. Okay. You like the movies by, what's the guy's name who smokes the cigar? The big fat guy? Big fat guy. We're both just, we're both not going to be able to remember <laughs> any reference. No, hold on. Humphrey that. Bogart's
0: always smoking a cigarette. Not he Humphrey, does a lot of noir. The, the but director. the director is yeah. Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Alfred Hitchcock, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're a big Hitchcock guy, which I believe you are, uh-huh. you might like Brick because Brick is a old school noir thriller set in a modern day California high school.
0: Yeah, I might like that. So you
1: have all these archetypes, but it's teenagers. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, it's a high school, so it's like uh, kids It's a high school, yeah It's, it's a
1: kid It's chill it, the- Actors Yeah right. I mean, the actors are all probably like 30 years old But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's supposed to be teenagers Right And uh, they have that noir talk speak Where, like, they're just constantly saying things And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? But you kind of get it you <laughs> Yeah,
0: know? everything's a sad limerick
1: Yeah, everything <laughs> Exactly Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cops are the bulls, you know, they're going to muck it up. So it's like shit like that. <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully
0: they're really smoking cigarettes, though, not like hitting jewels. Don't they t- are smoking cigarettes okay, good. Yeah, in
1: that movie. But that was his first one. He self-financed it. He t- it took him like all of his 20s to make it. Okay. And then that was a hit, and he was off to the races. He nice. made Looper. He made The Brothers Bloom. Famously made the Star Wars movie that half the people loved, half the people hated.
0: Oh, brick by brick.
1: Yes, so this guy's like climbed up the Hollywood ladder like crazy the past 15, 20 years. You gotcha.
0: Know? Yeah, because you don't get much more Hollywood than this movie.
1: Oh, my God. I couldn't only, I can only imagine how much money this movie costs to make. And some heavy hitters. Some heavy hitters. You got Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc, our detective, the greatest detective in the world, secondary <laughs> to Batman only. Edward Norton, you got... Christian Hahn, right? Or not Christian?
0: Hahn. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Hahn. <laughs> Catherine Han. Yeah, she's in a uh, Marvel movie too, right?
1: Yeah, she's uh, Agatha the witch. In, yeah, in Scarlet Agatha. Witch thing. Wow, good for you. Agatha. There's a lot of yeah, big big. The fucking there's a cameo of Ethan Hawke. Yeah, just giving people the spray in the mouth thing.
0: Yeah, and that was it. He doesn't appear again. He's got
1: like three lines. Yeah, that was. I He's mean, a huge actor. Good Apparently, for them. he was already in Greece, and they didn't. Initially, he wasn't planned to be in the movie at all. But he was in Greece, and they're like, "You want to come do this tiny part for a day?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure."
0: That's hilarious,
1: isn't that funny how that's came about in a movie that's so layered and so intricate and so <laughs> meticulous <laughs> that you get a guy where it's like, "Yeah, hey, just come and you know film this one tiny part."
0: Um. So I wonder if it was written in the script to be a different actor, or they wrote the whole thing in just as an added little.
1: Well, I'm sure they had the idea of somebody the, they got to spray everybody because they don't want people wearing masks the whole movie. And the watches he he sets that up right. Yeah, yeah the, the watches kind of right. That right, was right.
0: probably in the script. So I just I feel bad for whoever was casted.
1: Some regular old guy. <laughs> that's a great point, too. That's a great point. Some working actors. He's like, like, this is my right. big, you know. I'm going to kill this. He's still get,
0: he still gets paid. He's like, that's not the point. He's
1: the stand-in. Yeah, he's the stand-in for Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke's real cool about it. Right. And Ethan Hawke's probably the nicest guy in the world. But this guy's still got to go home to his family and be like, uh, I got cut. Yeah. I was bumped for Ethan Hawke. Yeah. We're still invited to the premiere, but I'm not in the movie. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> did you see the first Knives Out movie?
0: Yeah. I really liked it. Did you? I did. I thought it was good. The mystery was like good they did it's a whodunit or whatever and agatha crispy
1: whatever these are called clue they're all sort of no whodunit sure um brick was kind of a whodunit there is an overarching mystery that the guy's trying to solve the whole time i guess that, that tracks with the noir theme you know yeah there's always it's always shrouded in secrecy and stuff but even for being like one of my favorite directors i never saw knives out it got by me
0: oh really yeah
1: so i went into this pretty cold
0: did you have you gone back and oh no, you just watched this last night? I just watched this last night, okay, less so, than 24 hours ago. Yeah, so you have not. I'm uh, still the
1: drugs are still in my system. That <laughs> yeah. I was on when I watched this. Movie. Oh, that's another thing, too. Right before I came, so it's New Year's Day, I slept in late today, dude. Start
0: you, the year off, right?
1: Yeah, you poor thing we're driving five hours from Vermont. I was in my bed with a sleep mask on, just smoking weed, like trying to squeeze out another few hours. Wow. But when I got up and I made some breakfast, I, I had some bread and I ate this entire like egg sandwich on it okay and at the very end i noticed there was mold on the bread oh and i was like oh no and i was like well i did this to myself on purpose last night so i can't really (laughs) be complaining about a little green mold on some
0: bread right mushrooms are just Mold, I yeah, guess. Mold, yeah, kind of. But if
1: I start like sieging, sieging <laughs> during this podcast, just know that when the paramedics come, be like, it was bad bread. He ate moldy bread. He ate moldy bread. <laughs> uh, I swear I didn't give it to him. What substance is he on? Is he on any drugs? <laughs> Potato bread. <butterhead. laughs> old. I didn't think it was that old either. I yeah. don't know. That has nothing to do with.
0: <laughs> he had an old loaf. <laughs> he had an old loaf, an old slice. Yeah, speaking of an old loaf, Daniel Craig's looking a little older and older in these. And Ed Norton. Yeah, and Norton. I thought he looked pretty good at Norton, but yeah, they're. Both I mean, they good both look
1: good. Sure, Daniel Craig is playing a uh, Louisiana gay detective who just dresses to the nines. Yeah, don't make a face. He's gay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I was. That's not. I I was. You were about to be like, no. Why is he gay? What makes him gay? I wasn't going to. I fucking, what's his name? Baby Blue, Mickey Blue Eyes answers the door making sourdough bread. Okay. While he's in the bath. Okay, fair
0: enough. They're having sex, Mike.
1: (laughs) Gay sex. They're in the corner. In that little tub? (laughs)
0: No, I, uh, no, I, what I was going to say is it's, cause he's 007, like currently. So it's like he's James Bond and then he's also like uh, this Sherlock Holmes guy. Yeah. Uh, Well, he just owns the, uh, he owns the, what is this? Detective slash. uh, I don't think
1: James Bond is a detective. He's espionage spy.
0: spy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's got that cornered though. Yeah, I think he's off the hook now for 007. Though right, he's made his last one. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Maybe there's one more up coming to, out. On the
0: politics of all that.
1: I know that they've been trying to get a black 007 for years. I heard it was supposed to be Stringer Bell. What's his name? Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba. Yeah. Then they were gonna make. He'd be great. Du- he'd be great at it. Then yeah. they were gonna make 007 a woman. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know. <laughs> how do you show a woman womanizing men throughout the film you know what i mean like she's just fucking busboys and then leaving them yeah you could do that she leaves early in the morning yeah
0: she's the boss bitch but that's all based on a bunch of novels right And and it's like a guy i think it's
1: based on a few novels but i don't think like every movie was based off a novel the character and all that Right, it's all based from the character. Yeah. England's a real country. Yeah. With <laughs> real government ops,
0: I'm sure. And they have that Harry Potter's guys, they, they, that's where wizards exist. Yeah, wizards come from England. That's real too. Yeah. Man, yeah. we really can't talk about this movie.
1: It's hard. <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about. Because obviously I liked it a lot. Did you? Oh, I really liked it a lot. Oh, then you have to see the first one. Yeah, that's what I told my brother after I watched yeah. it.
0: When I called No, the first one is uh, it's good.
1: Better than this one, you think?
0: Uh, you know, this one I honestly feel like I need to rewatch it. It's thick, man. It's heavy. It, it's a at I don't know if it's about halfway through, but it almost becomes another movie. It does, Michael. At a certain point. They, they sort of like rush through a movie and then get you in. Yeah. Like they, they sort of pull the curtain back.
1: You get the mystery. Yep. And then they do another one. We get forty about 40 minutes of the film, the plot progressing at a regular pace. And then we pretty much start way back at the beginning and see the entire a series of events play out again, but from different perspectives. Yeah. So all these things that we thought we had a good grasp on, what was going on, who's maybe not to be trusted, who's icky and stuff, that all gets spun on its head. And we're alluded to this earlier in the film when everybody gets the puzzle box and uh, what's her name? Bertie is having a party at her apartment. Yeah, she was hilarious. She's Uh, a very funny movie. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, yeah. How could we forget her when we're talking about the star power in this film? Right. She did great, too. Yeah, she still looks great. Very funny character. Very funny character. But she has uh, the music thing on the music box puzzle. Yeah. And Yo-Yo Ma, famous, like... Cellist yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. He leans in and he's like, "That's a fugue." I think it's called. A oh, fugue. that's who that he was. Goes, that's when you have a, a series of music that replays over itself to make a more complicated structure. And then the movie does exactly right. that. like everything in this yes. movie. Not a line of dialogue is wasted. Yeah. Everything is alluding to either what's happening in the movie or it's it's so like I don't know how you write something.
0: And like when this. that reveal happens with uh, Daniel Craig and Ed Norton in the room, yeah, he's telling you. What Ed Norton's gonna do back. So it's like you got the whole story there yeah. for the second half of the movie. Like yeah. and they 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 obviously they reference it at the end, like you hack. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you, not only is this, you know, another a double cross, it's like you didn't even weren't even original.
1: It's almost like and I know you've never seen this and I brought it up a hundred if times. If you
0: bring up Brick one more time.
1: <laughs> not Brick, but go see Brick if you've never seen Brick. I love that fucking movie. Um no, Midsommar, another movie oh, I bring up constantly. Okay. Yeah, but at the seen beginning it. of Midsommar, you see this giant mural that they kind of show from left to right or right to left or whatever, and it's just all these pagan paintings, essentially. But when you finish watching the movie, you go, oh, they showed us the entire movie at the beginning of the oh, film. Like, oh, so cool. that is so cool. Everything you see in the painting kind of comes to fruition at one point or another. I like that. Yeah, it's you should see these movies I recommend you. Do you
0: know what th- <laughs> it does that really well and almost like it's almost like you watch the beginning to see maybe where the story's going, is uh, the TV show, it's on Apple TV, Severance.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: opening? We love that show. Really good. And the opening is sort of showing, yeah, it shows you what happens, but in this like weird old... Yeah, cartoony That's type like thing
1: in the Rick and Morty intro. Yeah, like the fir- when you first start watching Rick and Morty, you're like, oh wow, all these weird things. But eventually, throughout the series, I'm pretty sure they show you all those things happening at certain points.
0: I'm not positive. I think some of them are in episodes, and some yeah. of them are. Some might not Just be. Because I feel like the frogs. Rick and Morty's do... nuts. And yeah, they will insane.
1: Do whatever they want. If six seasons from now we'll get the <laughs> final one where they're like, nope, we planned it all along or something. Right. Did you catch any of these Because cl- now it's a whodunit, but you're not no one's gonna figure this out if anyone says they figured it out like the first hour it's like no you didn't
0: there, there kind of is no figuring this
1: one out yeah they piecemeal the information to you in such a way that like some of the most important stuff you don't get until right towards the very end
0: and not not that it's cheap but i'll say cheap but it's like you know you're just gonna murder somebody and then show you the scene again but actually this time show it from above and should they weren't murdered at all it's like okay well that's don't a little when andy gets shot when the, the, the uh, I forget the character's Andy, the, Okay. She has a twin. The who, twin sister, Yes, yeah, yeah, You know, so that was like, there's no way of you knowing that they didn't actually just get shot there. How right. could anyone say that they knew that? you yeah. would, You wouldn't.
1: Yeah. You know. But I was very happy when she sprang back up like that. You know what I mean? Like, I was happy that she wasn't dead. Sure. Like, any time the movie did something that could maybe be called cheap, it was done in a good enough way where I was like, nope, I'm happy the movie's mm-hmm. still leaning this way, yeah. you know?
0: No, and it was funny. Yeah.
1: Like, very funny.
0: It was funny. It had tons of tons of lines. Tons is, of is lines. the first
1: knives out very funny like so that? So
0: the first yeah, it's super entertaining. Yeah. And uh it, it plays a little bit more to like the uh I don't know, maybe the more standard structure of a who done it and right. the detective comes in, interviews everyone one by one, and yeah. you start to see motives and then who had you know, who had the motive and what happened, and then yeah. you sort of get to know what happened, but the characters don't know you know like it, right. it, it plays more to a classic one of these movies so the mystery is great whereas this one the mystery is secondary to how like i don't know you want to say fun or just like,
1: enjoying everyone acting and yeah just like cool and funny and also yeah, yeah all that stuff i mean right 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 um and because the first one kind <clears> of <throat> takes place just at a mansion right basically okay this one takes place on an entire island and obviously now, not that the first knives out was low budget or anything, but clearly Netflix was like, All right, we're gonna buy the next two movies and just fucking here's a check, a blank check. And they signed up for two sequels, not one. Yeah. So we got this is the first one though.
0: And this one is in this is the first of the sequel and this was in Greece, and yeah. I'm not sure where the
1: other one I heard an interview with uh, Ryan Johnson. WTF oh. with Mark Marin. Oh. If you know, if you know our podcast, I'm sure you know that one.
0: That's another podcast just like our, just podcast. like ours.
1: And um, <laughs> but he said he's like, he's like. I mean, I love making these movies. I'd love to make Benoit Blanc movies for a long time. Although he was very adamant, he did not want knives a Knives Out mystery on the title of this movie. He just wanted it to be called Glass Onion. Okay, but they're like, we need people to know this is. Kind of a sequel, mm-hmm. or at least another chapter in Benoit Blank's, you know, case files and stuff. But uh, whatever, Netflix won that fight to make it a Knives Out Mystery, but uh mark Marin said to ryan johnson he's like so the first one's in a house like the second one they go tropical he's like what do you do the third one in space <laughs> and he's like maybe maybe knives out in space who knows <laughs> so I, i'm very excited to see what the next one is
0: i just typed it in just to see if i could pull it up nothing's coming up so they might be keeping the uh the location of the next sequel under wraps oh yeah who knows if it's even written yet you know what i mean yeah, true.
1: It could I'm sure. Yeah, it just because they buy it, or or it at the same
0: time doesn't mean they Right.
1: Eat. And I'm sure like this was made over quarantine. But the first night it must Out have movie, been right
0: because they were it's a lot of mask references and yeah. sort of life getting back to life like that t- type of dialogue.
1: And they really so in brick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. In brick there's an emphasis on everybody's footwear. Okay. Like there's multiple shots where like they make a point to show you what kind of Shoes. Shoes. People are wearing all the time. The high school it says a lot about them. In this movie, I felt oh. like you find out everything you need to know about people from the masks they wear and how they wear them. Right. The scientist is wearing like an N95. Mm-hmm. Benoit Blanc is wearing a tight but very fashionable mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birdie, the flighty chick, is kind of wearing one, but it's got you know it's like Sheen, so it's yeah. not doing anything. Right. Right. Fucking Dave Batista. We haven't even mentioned him. The Duke he's he, the, the big guy with the, the, the big tattoos guys, tattoos he's a male rights enthusiast yeah yeah
0: <laughs> sorry feminist yeah. So, so, <laughs> sorry feminist <laughs> sorry feminist what <laughs> he he delivered that so uh perfectly he's
1: a good actor
0: man it was very funny there was, there was another line that was like it was a throwaway line from like yeah. someone in the background it, like ed norton says it while he's like, uh, he's hitting on the, what was the girl's name? Whiskey. Yeah. And he's Shantae was the heart of the red hot chili pepper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone gives Ketis and the other guy a lot of credit. And really for is the heart. And it was of it.
0: just like this background thing that was just happening. I'm like, oh, that. Yes. And I, also it's like, I feel like I could have been that guy talking yeah, to somebody right. about like, Absolutely. you know, not get John for Shantae. The, he of the heart on. and soul.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies where you don't want to miss a line, not just because it's a who done it and who knows what kind of clues or you know illusions, right, you're going right. To miss, But it's also because every line is so funny. Mm-hmm. There's it's so packed with jokes, both big and small. One of the biggest laughs I got out of the whole movie happens in the first like five minutes, okay, where they're showing everyone trying to open the box, mm-hmm. and then they get to the musical portion and. Catherine han's character starts making fun of birdie she goes, it's music it's music guys it's music yeah. i just thought that was like oh these people are all like that also gives the thing where it's like oh these guys are all really tight you know i, I like old
0: friends yeah the in the opening there's the mother who knows all the answers yeah but she's like say and then someone comes in like hey what's that and she's like i don't know uh, yeah she's, <laughs> she's gonna, like a box a she's like she does not she's yeah. not gonna let the other one in on the information
1: did you pick up on any clues that uh I forget the character's name Ed Norton The genius The yeah. Elon Musk type That he yeah, was yeah. actually A fucking idiot The whole time
0: What did I pick up Because that he was an idiot
1: Yeah Cause oh, like He, when he they, has these like Made up words he says And shit And he uses words wrong Yes And I No I didn't notice
0: I, The only thing I When he was like I, I made I put you in rooms Based on your chakras Yeah I'm like, oh, this guy's a moron. Like right. I didn't think he would that didn't but not no, I didn't know those oh, that he was misusing words and saying all that stuff. Like but,
1: when he said, "Can we just abbreviate this for a moment?" Mm-hmm. In my head I was like, "Oh, I guess that's a word." Yeah, like, exactly. I didn't have the thing exactly. of like yeah. but that's so good because that's literally what his character is doing to everybody mm-hmm. all the time. Right. He's fooling everyone into thinking he's this genius meanwhile he's just getting by on others' work. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of like there's a lot of big themes in this movie, kind of about that, like billionaires and power structures and stuff like Ed that. Ed Norton
0: is so good, he delivers lines sometimes. I'm like, that was a joke. I was like I believed him. I don't yeah. even, <laughs> I yeah, didn't exactly. even laugh. I'm like, I, I think this is like uh he's the real deal. In Brick They... No.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I got one No, come on. In Brick, the money was so tight that they rehearsed it for months, apparently. Like, they would do table readings all the time where everyone knew the script inside and out. Oh, to
0: eliminate having to reshoot over and over? This
1: way they could just kind of shoot tight. Yeah. And also the dialogue being one of these weird noir things where, like you said, everything's a sad limerick. Right, right. It's like you got to be able to say these easily and fluidly Mm. and stuff. I can't imagine how much rehearsal went into this. I mean... When you have a, um, my
0: guess, when you have a cast like this, everyone's very prepared. Yeah, I mean, if I was stepping on set with any of these people, like let alone all of them in a room, I think I'd be freaking ready.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I doubt there's much room for improv. You know, especially if whatever the director is also the writer of the script. True. It's like no, no, no. You say. True. I got it all in my mind. Right. right. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, maybe like the Big Lebowski guy got to maybe say something that wasn't in script.
1: I heard a fun story about them recently that I'll share. This is a movie podcast. What and are I'll you
0: talking oh, Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The oh, okay. Brothers. No, no. I'm talking about the that. Big ca- Lebowski. Yes, but the character in this movie who's just lounging around.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The de- they- oh, what's his name? Andrew, I think, or something.
0: <laughs> and it's like, I, I I, was the whole time. I'm like, okay, he's the killer. Like, they, he's got to would- have,
1: not, not that he's the killer, but he's got to have a right. big role in it. Right Somehow. And he's a red herring. Yep. He's there. Right. He's there for comedic effect. But and, like and no, he is, he's just there.
0: Yeah, I like that. I did yeah. like it.
1: Um as far as like sticking to the script going and stuff. And you mentioned the Coen brothers. Mm. I heard this story recently. I don't know where I heard it, but they were talking about filming No Country for Old Men. Oh yeah. And um who's the lead actor in that movie? Who's uh Thanos? Brolin? Yeah, Josh Brolin. Bro, yeah, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. And Brolin goes to the directors, he goes I feel like there's a line missing after he finds the box of money. Like, he finds a suitcase filled with bills, you know? He goes, like, he <laughs> finds the suitcase, and yeah. then he looks around, and he doesn't say anything. He goes, I feel like they should say he should say something there. And the Coen brothers are, like, f- very famous for, like, you say exactly how it's written.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't you know, know that. I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do not like anyone straying from the script. Every little nuance is in the script. And they said, they talk about it for a little bit, and they ask Bro, and they're like, well, what do you think? He should say. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know, maybe just like a grunt. And they're like, All right, try a few. And he do they do reshoot the scene and he's just like, uh. uh. <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> like and they did it like eight times and they eventually kept one. They were like, Yeah, we're gonna leave that little grunt in there. And apparently then whenever Brolin like they go and premiere the movie, yeah. That scene happens and you just hear the one Cohen brother lose it laughing. <laughs> Like it's not a funny moment. <laughs> yeah. But he just and Josh Brolin's like, oh, he thinks this is hysterical. Like, oh, Brolin's little contribution to the right. film, you know. <laughs> but yeah, in this
0: movie.
1: <laughs> 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 Ryan Johnson, um, he's actually the interview I listened to him, such a little nerd guy. He sounds like like he's oh, he, yeah? he giggles a lot, you know what I mean? Really? It's just one of those guys who loves film to death, you know. He's mm. seen he's seen so much. Especially of like those noir thriller whodunnits of, of seasons past that well, then, I haven't seen. Yeah, then
0: he's the right guy to be doing them.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: He wanted Knives Out not in the title. It doesn't take anything away.
1: Yeah, the public doesn't give a shit. I get where, I get where he's going. He's saying, in my life, I'm only going to be able to make, what, 16 movies? eighteen. Who knows? You know right, what I mean? right. I want him to be exactly. But he should be proud of this. It's fucking great.
0: Yeah, well, and it's a huge, I mean, it's an enormous franchise. Yeah. And they're, they're calling this movie the perfect sequel.
1: Are they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I got to see the first one.
0: Yeah, no. So, and because, you know, obviously sequels, you know, very rarely can Art live up good. to it or they try to be, you know, they're derivative one way or the other and they just sort of, yeah. but this is, uh, you know, you didn't even see the first one. You liked this one so much. Loved it. I'm interested to see because I, I I'd I prefer to watch rewatch the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw it first. I don't I, but I really like the mystery there. There's a lot of, it, it's the true mystery and it, it plays out all the characters. Yeah. It's a family and the the guy died. the inher- there's an inheritance over there. I head. did
1: watch the first 15 minutes and turned oh, it off because okay. it was it's this the original Nimes out and very much so this movie. Mm-hmm. active viewing. Engaged viewing. Okay. I talk about sometimes where it's like... I make jokes like, oh, what are you, walking around your apartment while the movie's playing uh, in the background? Yeah, yeah but like, yeah. you can't do that with a movie like this.
0: No, I literally need to see it again.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's on a second viewing. And I, viewing. Att- I paid attention. you know, like right. I was watching. And you're going to get stuff out of it on that second or even third viewing that you just couldn't get the first time because mm-hmm. you don't know what to look for.
0: And the same thing with the original Knives Out. I've seen it probably five times. Really? That oh, many yeah.
1: times, yeah? Yeah, because it's, it's fun. Exactly. It's well, good. Well, I'd like to see the first one just because Ryan Johnson seems to have such fun throwing actors into like just funny roles, kind of just like arc type roles where it's like, all right, you're the billionaire. You know what the two in this one,
0: Daniel Craig is very much established. Yes. You just know he's a detective. You just Mm -hmm. we hit the ground running with that. There's a lot more of him being introduced, introduced and who he is and stuff. Um, Yeah, just sort of introduced and, and his style and who like that. He's this quirky, weird Gay. Excent, eccentric. Might, Ma- maybe, he, maybe he's homosexual. <laughs> Probably gay. Uh, eccentric. Is he gay
1: or is he just from New Orleans? Who knows? <laughs> it's hard. To also, tell. that's
0: a. It's hard to place that accent exactly. Like, oh no, that's
1: New Orleans. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the bio Okay. That's that. Is oh, he doing I a good do job? Declare. Like, oh. is it is it a purposefully good? Or bad, you know what I mean? Like, I think it- it's very good. It's over the top. Okay. Like, I've been to Louisiana and New Orleans. Sure. And I've met one of those like old gentleman types of people where they talk slow with the draw and they're very polite. Yeah. And uh, they fucking exist, man. It's a little yeah. strange. And that's what his character is. His character okay. is so polite. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He just, the way he phrases things, all the dialogue is so good. One thing that uh, the director wanted to do that he ended up scrapping yeah. once he realized that he was going to be able to make like a, at least a trilogy of these films, mm-hmm. who knows maybe more, who knows where it'll go, the franchise, he wanted to have Daniel Craig do a different accent every movie and never explain it. That's great. Which would have been so much fun, but yeah. it's also like- Too you, much. It's too much, yeah. <laughs> Especially for Daniel Craig. It's like, let the man sink his teeth into the that Southern drawl, that Southern gentleman.
0: Right, right. Do declare, yeah. Well, good on him, Daniel
1: Craig. Man, Jeez. yeah. Everyone knocked it out of the park. There's like no weak link in this movie,
0: yeah. No. That's true. Uh, wait, I feel like there's a forgetting a character. Oh, who was who the girl with the twin?
1: The actress, yeah.
0: I don't, I don't I thought think it I was know
1: Candace her. Owens at first. No, and then I was like, I was like there's <laughs> no way they casted <laughs> <Candace Owens." laughs> no, no, no. She's beautiful, I know that much. Yeah, she's strikingly gorgeous. I'm looking her up right now. What'd you now. like better, her as a Alabama third-grade teacher or her as the tech billionaire genius?
0: I think I liked the first one better. The
1: third-grade Southern teacher? Alabama teacher? Uh, or the one who dies? The one
0: who dies. Yeah? Okay. I think so.
1: I like the third-grade teacher.
0: Really? The curls, yeah. Janelle Monet. Yeah. And she plays Helen.
1: She was excellent. Yes. What else has
0: she been in? I'm looking it up right now. Antebellum? Don't know it. Harriet? Moon, Tubman? I believe so didn't I didn't see it uh, Moonlight Okay she was in Moonlight I think that one Best Picture So this is like her first white movie 2016 And she Maybe she was You in give
1: it. me no laugh on that Mike You hit. don't laugh I sound racist <laughs> Alright You gotta <laughs> laugh Let people know I'm fucking around here <laughs>
0: She was a voice Voice in Lady in the Tramp I don't know which one And Hidden Lady in the
1: Tramp Were they remade that?
0: I guess so in 2019 They remade
1: that recently
0: and I'm not aware of it. And Hidden Figures, which is some other movie. It looks like uh, all black actresses. Yeah. So, about the NASA
1: program. What's that? The space program? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> That's what Hidden Figures is about. Oh, it's about oh, oh. The black women in the NASA team that pretty much put us into space and they got like no credit for oh. it until they made this movie all those years later.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. it was not aware. She also sings, apparently. She has albums out. Okay. She's a triple threat. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Wow. Okay, well, we didn't know who she was. She
1: could sing. She could dance. She could solve mysteries. Yeah.
0: She could snoop. <laughs> And then the other guy was Leslie Odom.
1: Oh, the, uh, the doctor. He the had, scientist.
0: Uh, he had like a weird goatee. Did you think? He is from Hamilton.
1: I didn't find his goatee all that weird.
0: That big thing he had here? Like that big chin
1: beard? He found his hat, Stranger. Yeah. That square, that flat top hat looks like oh, a flat he, top hat. He was
0: in Murder on the Orient Express.
1: Oh, that's a good, okay. That's which fits. is
0: another whatever, one of these. Mysteries, Agatha Christie,
1: right? Originally,
0: I don't know. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she did all those Who Done It's, Who Did It's.
1: I haven't seen that many. I want to go back and like read some of those. Like, uh, there's a lot of bad ones out there. Was it Raymond Chandler who did the the Maltese Falcon?
0: Uh, I've seen that movie. Like the
1: standards, you know, the Mm -hmm. classical standards. Got to go back and put in some research time.
0: Do you ever watch Fraser? It was a TV show in the 90s.
1: Yeah, I watched (laughs) Fraser. It's about the psychologist on the radio, right? Yeah, he, he yeah. with his dad. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did a uh, like
0: a Who Done It episode, and it becomes like this slapstick, running in and out of the, out of the scene. Uh, the lights go out, people keep getting murdered. Yeah, and they, they keep uh, you know having to prop everybody up. I forget like Niles is trying to hide. It's a great episode. I forget, he's trying to hide something from someone. Who the hell knows?
1: And they do it all in twenty two minutes. <laughs> it's great. That's pretty good. No, Frasier was good. Have you ever done like a murder mystery dinner thing? No, uh Pete, you know, some people I feel like, like, you'd it. like that. No, I don't think I would. You don't want to get dressed up and go to a catering no. hall for four hours. No
0: <laughs> I'm a prospector. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> With a little monocle and a and pipe. And who are
1: you, sir? Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm Mike, Mike Tui, all right? I'm here to fucking right. get drunk and eat food. Leave me alone. I'm reading the card like, uh, I have a white glove.
1: <laughs> are you looking for
0: a white? I don't
1: honestly even know how they work. I'm, I, I don't really know how they work either. I went to one when I was too young to appreciate it. Okay. But I was just like, once they told me, like 12-year-old me, <clears throat> excuse me, once they told me, they're like, there's a fake murder, and we have to figure out who did it. I was going all over the place asking people the most annoying questions. <laughs> I was like, that exit sign, has that always been there? And they're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're what like, did you kill the bow boy? <laughs> did you kill I'm grabbing people by the lapels. A six-foot-tall 12-year-old Dennis Rooney just grabbing smaller adults and shaking them. just slapping people. <laughs> slapping Tell me women. the truth. <laughs> Is it your mother or your sister? <laughs> Wallop. <laughs> they reveal the answer i just turn to the person next to me i'm like forget it jack it's chinatown like, actually <laughs> we're, in, you go. we're at disney
0: it's a good reference yeah
1: well they, the mother's sister
0: right okay they uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that movie takes a weird turn there
1: chinatown yeah oh yeah
0: that's a pretty disgusting little uh plot point that ends up being pretty serious what that's is that?
1: one thing that I like. I do like about some noir movies is that, like, they don't. You kind of don't know what the movie's about a lot of the time until the last twenty minutes.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess you. You have to kind of like it. You have to just know that that's what it is.
1: You got to really understand the concept of it's the journey, not the destination. Right, right, right. Because that's the whole thing too. At the end of Chinatown, where it's like we don't even get the answers. That we've been looking for for two and a half hours, <laughs> right? But right. we get that classic line, "Forget it, it's Chinatown," <laughs> which just sums up the whole thing of like, ah, uh, uh, it's we're clocking out. We're doing it in This case, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that one and that movie's kind of, kind of long too. Jesus yes. Christ, it's like to get around to like what was the whole point of some of that stuff, but. That's the, it's that's that style. Great scenes. That's that style movie, right? Yeah, yeah. But they they made movies differently 50 years ago, right? And the, but this movie was long too. How how long was the runtime? It obviously?
1: felt a little long. It's two two hours and 20 minutes. That's pretty long. So figure two fifteen with the credits. I always calculate credits as five minutes. Well, I
0: love that they played Glass Onion by the Beatles. Finally, That they was finally great. Again. Yep. Over the credits, I was credits. A surprised
1: they got the rights to it. I feel like the Beatles are notorious for bearing, being very like. Are they though? Maybe not. The only other one so. I can think of is uh, "Baby, You're a Rich Man" at the end of the Social Network. Uh-huh. But I feel like you don't see a lot of hear a lot of Beatles songs in movies. Hmm.
0: Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think you. Well, they had that whole Beatles movie, like the whole it was a musical with all the Beatles songs. Not it, was now, uh, it was
1: called Across uh, the Universe. It was. And then they made the Indian kid who turned out to be Paul McCartney or whatever. Remember oh. that movie? Which What's one that was called? that called? I'm, I'm not making it up. No, I know. I, right.
0: I remember what you're saying. But What's I, that called? That description. We're hitting 2023, just we're
1: hitting the ground running, just sprinting. sprinting. I ate moldy bread today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm having a heart attack right now. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm really here. I
0: mean, I drove 12 hours in the last <laughs> yeah, 14 hours.
1: I was very close to texting you and being like, I don't know if we should co- record New Year's Day. <laughs> Like, we're both going to be fried. We're just going to be fucking fried. Yeah, And that's why I was happy. This is too much inside baseball. When you said the show was canceled tonight, I was like, fucking thank God. Yeah,
0: yeah, New Year's Day, uh, we're taking a break. Yeah, that's
1: fine. That's fine by (laughs) me. I'm going to go home. Honestly, I'm going to go home to eat more mushrooms and watch the first Knives Out now. That sounds great. I'm not going to. I wish Ah. I could. I got stuff to do tomorrow, but I'd love to. Dry January starts tomorrow, Mike. Are you doing that? I'm, I'm drinking tonight because uh, <laughs> I don't have to go to work tomorrow till late, but I'm doing dry January, yes. Okay, starting on January You're 2nd. You're doing it with me, I thought, right? Uh, I
0: should. Uh, I should. Just, just put it on you. If you saw the amount of... I took a Prosecco bath last night.
1: <laughs> You're giving your girlfriend uh. the bottle, be like, shake it up and spray me with this. Hose me down, woman.
0: Yeah, I, oh my God, I was just... Bubbles right in my armpits. Just oh. did
1: you really get all at all? No, place? no.
0: But like we were dancing, <laughs> yeah. you know, just reckless abandon. Yeah. At, at one point, there's so many bottles of Prosecco. that's like you don't pour it in the glass anymore. So you're just like,
1: oh, you're just drinking out of the bottle. Yeah. I, I assumed. Dancing. I assumed everyone gets their own bottle of Prosecco and just, oh gosh, that's how I would do it. If I was in Knives Out, <laughs> everyone was just like, at a certain point, everyone's like, all right, let's just get drunk.
0: Yeah, when uh, they asked Daniel Craig what his drink would be, I thought for sure it was going to be a Double O Seven reference. He was going to either have a martini or a Heineken. I didn't even think of that. But I don't now. I can't even recall what he does have to drink. I don't I, remember. I don't now. recall either. Because it was a whole thing. Everyone got a drink
1: based on pick your poison. Either what their favorite was, or I forget. Duke, don't do pineapple. <sighs> right. Right. Duke, don't dance. I think he said, "Duke, don't dance with pineapple." It's just (laughs) such great dialogue in this film. Not a wasted line.
0: I kind of forgot about him getting poisoned. That whole yeah. There's certain things. There's a lot going on.
1: I there's so much going on. If you hadn't, like, if you put a gun to my head and made me explain it, I'd be able to get through it a little bit. Yeah. But some of the details about like who was actually at the house at what time, that sort of thing, I'd get a little murky on. Oh yeah. But I appreciate the idea. And the overarching theme of this glass onion, where it seems complex and there's layers, but almost like Occam's razor, it's like the most obvious answer is the answer, which is the billionaire who already shoved her out of the company, Mm -hmm. killed her. Right. You know what I mean? As as much as these other guys were shitheads, they didn't seem as malicious as him. And she's the the key to the whole
0: twist halfway through and it's like yeah she's mysterious from the second you see her yeah every scene she's looking away she's has something she's hiding like yeah. it's clear and they're asking a direct question she's giving vague answers like they, that's the person you know? and she also
1: before we find out that it's her twin sister being her double we've already seen her in the basement in a robe breaking open the the invitation box with a hammer right and it's not that out of line, but when you see that woman doing that in her bathrobe and shit, and then you see her later with a short haircut and like just looking like she's going to, you know, an evening ball. Yeah. You don't really you think oh that's kind of different, but then you know why. Uh, like it's it's just really good storytelling.
0: I guess this was the one part, and maybe I maybe I just missed it, but she shows up, and Ed Norton doesn't really like. Wouldn't you be wouldn't you, wouldn't you flip your lid because it's like, you you murdered so them. So when he
1: when he first sees her, he is shocked. And to the viewer, you think he's shocked because she showed up at all. Right. Because we already have an understanding that she's who she is. and he, But really, he's shocked because it's like, I thought I killed you. But also, the way he killed her was he left her with sleeping pills in her and the car running in the garage. Right. And technically, the news has not broken yet into the media. So for all he knows is maybe he botched it when he went to go kill her.
0: Oh, you don't think he confirmed that she was dead?
1: Something like that, or something of... It's revealed later that Birdie's the only one who even remembers that she had a twin sister. Right. Which is funny, because she's kind of the dumbest one of all. (laughs) Yeah. But she remembers these key things, apparently. Right, right, exactly. But you could argue that maybe he remembered it, and maybe he's like, is this her fucking twin sister posing? But he doesn't want to give up... This he, whole, yeah, he can't in front of everyone anyway. Exactly, exactly. Although they
0: turns out they did know, or they saw him leaving that house that day. So they,
1: yeah, they saw him leaving the house, but I I don't know if that's yeah. Indicative and they would of
0: they would have covered for him anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's the gravy train.
1: Right, right, right. The golden teat. Yes, as they say.
0: What do you think about the Mona Lisa? You think that was? Uh, do you think it's cool? Do you feel any
1: allure about that? So. There, it's been a big thing in the past few years for, like, environmental protesters to ruin or try to ruin great works of art. Oh, yeah, they throw soup at it or something. They throw soup at it. They've yeah. thrown paint at it. I mean, well, PETA's glue- always thrown red paint on someone wearing fur or whatever. They glue their
0: hands to it. I saw some, yeah, some people. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. And it's
1: like they can always fix these paintings. You know what I mean? With the technology they have, they can restore it pretty much exactly the same. Okay, But it's still a pain in the ass. Sure. Um I, the only reason I'm, I like the Mona Lisa getting burnt at the end mm-hmm. is because it truly is like the only way to hurt Ed Norton's character, Miles, the mm. billionaire, because she's running around. She's knocking over all these glass statues that are made of this whatever hydrogen particle that he's whatever monetized. Yeah, yeah. But even that scene is like an allusion to his speech in the beginning of the movie where he's like, you break small things until you get to the one thing people don't want broken. So she's breaking all this shit and then she gets to the Mona Lisa and it's like, oh, now we give a fuck because it's (laughs) the Mona Lisa. Yeah. But he explains him having that is that it's on loan from France. They needed cash. So it's pretty much her torching his bank account. You know what I mean? Oh, so he loses right. a ton of money by having the Mona Lisa destroyed, of and by her destroying the Mona Lisa, even though it's a timeless work of art, blah blah blah, it's a piece of history. Yeah, there's no way to cover that up. So now his whole making of this hydrogen particle that's going to change the world, but it's actually super dangerous. Right, right. Gets exposed because how do you how do you explain your island blowing up and not blaming it on this super sketchy? form of energy that you've implemented throughout the entire island.
0: Right. And it was awesome that everything goes, it was up, awesome. goes up in flames. And the big awesome.
1: expo- You needed an explosion
0: but oh. I was kind of like done. Like it's a, it's kind of long by that point.
1: It, it's a little long but it does need to get wrapped up yeah. and I'm happy that there wasn't another 15 minutes of like what happened to everybody. Right. We don't need we get it. get
0: to the end. We don't need it. He
1: sits down and sparks a joint with Andrew <laughs> Right. Who's like, that's awesome. (laughs) And Andy makes it out and he goes, did you fuck him up? And Andy's like, I did. And then the movie's over. Yeah. I, they kept it about as tight as they could. I don't, what would you cut? You know, I, I
0: I'm, I I was happy with that too. Like I was done. Yeah.
1: You're a little tired by the end of the movie because just keeping, not even trying to figure out what's going to happen eventually, just keeping track of what's being told to you. Mm -hmm. It's a lot.
0: They throw a lot at you, but, uh, and when you're watching a movie like this, you're constantly going, it could be them. Like you're trying to remember yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. that's going on. You're trying to, oh, wait, you don't want to, you know, you kind of want to jump, you know, you want to
1: figure it out. At best, you can kind of make assumptions throughout the film where you're like, oh, she's evil or he's not really good. Because yeah. like we see Whiskey fucking Miles mm-hmm. and we see Duke seeing it right and you're like oh god duke's being cheated on right and then later on we find out no duke's putting her up to it right too. right so it's like you can never trust even the things you see you know? well in, that's in yeah, these the, movies all those reveals
0: halfway through it's like everything yeah. you thought was actually and it was the other way
1: it feels a little long because we watch 40 minutes and then we re the 40 minutes almost yes exactly but then when it starts up again you're mm. like it's almost like all right let's fucking act three baby let's do it right Let's get some answers.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to rewatch almost the whole movie.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It, if I it, watched it's this in well. theaters,
1: I'd be a lot more confused. I took it's a two hour and twenty minute movie. It probably took me two hours and forty minutes to watch it. Yeah, because stopping maybe just to like use the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. look in the mirror, check my pupils. You know, what I mean? <laughs> but also like rewinding for like one tiny thing of dialogue where it's like, oh, I don't want to miss that. What did mm-hmm. he say exactly? You know? Oh yeah so definitely a big stream it out of me man I really uh, enjoyed it they were
0: complimenting Ed Norton's car early, pretty early on and he's like oh that, that's not you know beautiful car or whatever and he's like why is it all the way up here on the roof and Ed Norton looks at him like he's an idiot and he's like yeah that's because you can't drive it here it's so funny yeah it's so funny because it's a like, great because why the hell would you have a car there's <laughs>
1: two great lines where <laughs> Ben Blank being like But why is it up here on the roof <laughs> That's so funny Because it's also like Billionaires right. don't think like us But then the billionaire answer Of like Well you gotta put it Somewhere on the island There's no roads It comes everywhere <laughs> I just told you It comes with me Everywhere I go So even if there's no roads I'm gonna park it Somewhere on the island Ah uh, so funny And then you see it Crash through at the end His mm. most prized possession I mean You have to be obsessive To make a movie this tight Without For so many things going on I can't think of any plot holes Really yeah, I know he covers every base. Yeah, I guess.
0: I mean, that that thing about Ed, Ed Norton, but it makes sense. And besides, he couldn't, like you said, she was alive in the news, in the press. So he couldn't act like, how are you alive? Yes, that would, yes. That would give away everything. He can't be anyway. like, I killed
1: you, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wish I had a billionaire friend, though. You think we know anybody who's going to be crazy famous, and they'll invite us to islands to do murder mysteries in twenty years? Disruptors. Disruptors. God, that made me roll my eyes. Left. Yeah, it really did. Were you kind of like, because <laughs> like if they were disruptors, like protesters, or I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But they're just people. Yeah, and you find out they're really just pawns of his. So. Right.
0: Um, you know, it didn't it didn't bother me because he's such a pompous like moron like it was that character it was totally uh, believable i like the things the the chakra stuff and the uh there's some there's a lot of funny stuff
1: there's so many good gags i think i think my favorite gag in the whole movie is that uh katherine han's character always looks like shit (laughs) like and that's not me like speaking on a woman's looks like hold on you definitely did that intentionally every time you see her her hair's a mess She's the governor. Yeah, yeah. She's the politician. Her hair is a mess. She, her skin's blotchy. <laughs> I guess I don't really. I didn't. Oh, now I that totally you're saying it, up. but I didn't. Uh, Every scene in this movie, she's like, okay. she looks like she's been on vacation with her kids for three weeks, and that's
0: just an, an ongoing gag that really doesn't mean yeah. anything other than just for the for the sake of the bit,
1: just the visual gag. Yeah. Right. Also, because like in the friend group, it's like her and Birdie. So it's like this beautiful actress, okay. right, model, right. whatever, and her sidekick, and the politician. Yeah, so they constantly butt heads. But the model's dumb. The congresswoman is smarter. It, it's a yeah. I yeah. liked it a lot. Right. Yeah. I, I guess when um when you when the
0: reveal that Janelle brings over the broken the twin sister brings over the broken box, and then it's like, it, that felt a little bit like wow they really just pulled the rug under like all those um realizations that it was the twin sister, you couldn't have seen coming. Right. They don't let you in on that. So that felt a little bit like, that's annoying. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, for a whodunit, I don't know about the whodunits of the past where you kind of could figure it out if you're really paying attention. Exactly, yeah. You can't figure this out. You couldn't. You can't figure this out because they don't give you all the information. Right. But... Yeah. It's not about trying to figure it out. Who wants to do that? I don't right. want to watch a movie and figure it out twenty minutes in. I yep. wanna watch a movie like this where it's just like every time I think I know the score, they pull the rug out from you. Yeah. But in a way where it doesn't feel cheap, it feels like, you know Yeah,
0: it, it it's really watchable. You yeah. you enjoy it. It looks great, the actors the actors are all good and it's written
1: well. I mean it's yeah. freaking good. But so was the first one in in beerfest when kevin heffernan i believe that's his name yeah i've seen beerfest when he his character dies and is replaced by the twin brother okay <laughs> i love that gag yeah. because it, it is cheap but they're it's self-referential <laughs> they know what they're doing this movie it didn't feel cheap it's like we're kind of doing the same thing but well they if there was a tw- if there
0: was space for a twist they twisted yeah, i mean exactly, exactly they they twisted so many things and then, you know, kind of gave some that, like that guy, the, the Big Wabowski, the groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. They just threw that in there. Yeah, it has nothing to do to with anything. Just on your toes. Yep.
1: And to get a good laugh at the end. I thought, because we see him on the beach initially, he's walking by with like a 12-pack box of Corona, which is so funny to me.
0: Yeah, no, he just, and Ed Norton just gets done saying how it's just
1: us. Just us. It's going to be just us. Like, who's that? Oh, that's Andrew. Nah, he's nah, not he's, part of the weekend at all, but he's just going through some stuff. He has nothing to do with us. Which goes to shit. It's like, <laughs> oh, maybe Ed Norton's not the worst guy. He's just yeah, come to my island for the weekend and get your head. Um, but then we see him three minutes later walk by again. And he's like, hey, guys, don't mind me. That's and when I got really suspicious. I got a little suspicious. And I was also like, are they going to play on this a ton through the movie? Like, are we going to see him nine more times? You really don't see him. You see him a couple more times. Yep maybe more than I realized because there was one time where someone's giving like a very dramatic speech and he's in the background mm-hmm. but he's blurry but you know it's him just because of the clothing and shit that made me laugh out loud when I was like <laughs> oh fuck he's not even in view but they put him back there but then you really only see him at the end with Benoit Blanc you
0: know no, it, they do, it's a great job because you watch this movie and you're constantly even when they give you the, the reveal halfway through you're still yeah. trying to figure everything out yeah. so they just you know it's an, an extra character who with a lot of you know a lot of jokes right listen knives out is good they did it knives
1: out is great can't wait to see the next one check out brick they hit a homer any uh last thoughts what's what is brick streaming on (laughs) (laughs) i think you gotta buy it on vhs oh okay when i first watched it i i saw the trailer and the trailer was so intriguing that i really like set out to find it and I had to go to Blockbuster, and they had one copy on DVD.
0: Okay, it's from 2005. Yeah, mystery drama, American neo noir, mystery thriller film.
1: I think it won the Palm d'Or at Cannes, and that's what really. Okay, Ryan Johnson in his directorial debut, yep. nailed it. Joseph Joseph Gordon, Gordon Levitt. Levitt, and then a bunch of no name actors who everybody kills it. You'd re- I think you'd really like it, or you'd hate it. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people who have gotten to watch it who couldn't enjoy it simply because of the dialogue. Oh. Because they're like, people don't talk like that. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't go to movies to see people act the way they act in real life. Yeah, and this is a different thing. You're yeah. you're looking at a different people thing. People like, oh, I didn't like Whiplash. A music teacher would never do that. I'm like, yeah, but a regular music teacher would not make a good film. <laughs> it's like nobody wants to watch somebody being quietly supportive.
0: Oh, that's great. It's like when a comic on stage goes it's a true story yeah right. mm-hmm. Colin Quinn said that it's like, <laughs> why, why don't you put the truth oh. on
1: hold and just say something funny how about a funny story yeah <laughs> uh, that's on, it everybody it's on Prime Video check it out on Prime Video Brick maybe I'll watch that tonight uh, follow me on Instagram at Dennis Rooney 7 follow the podcast at Netflix Book Club Podcast the schedule should be up by the time this is released uh, Mike where can they find you
0: uh, all social media Underscore Mike Toohey T-O-O-H-E-Y This was episode 140 Housekeeping Of the Netflix Book Club Follow the podcast
1: Brick, they... No. <laughs> yeah, I got no, one. No, come on. In brick.